0: Hello, and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking, coming at you live with the one and only Fernando.
1: What's going on, people?
0: (laughs) Fernando, I'm going to need you to start using your full voice for these podcasts.
1: What's going on, everybody?
0: There we go. Great job. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune in to any and all of my podcast episodes if you heard a ding it's because fernando is on his phone he is living his best social media life these days care to tell the people all about that about what how you're living your best social media life these days yeah letting I... the
1: trash take itself out yep the trash take itself it's just so beautiful when you just sit around and then just walk yourself out
0: hey man Anyway, so Fernando's doing his thing on social media, um, but he is able to multitask. And so today um, we're going to discuss toxic work environments and how a toxic work environment can affect your mental health. Unfortunately, Fernando and myself are both well versed in this department and we have personal experience and stories to share. But I have found that being part of a toxic work environment is one of the biggest stressors for people emotionally. It can even be a bigger stressor than marital problems. And I know that sounds crazy, but think about it. We spend the majority of our time at work. And if we're unhappy there, and then we're also unhappy at home, and we're also having problems in other areas of our life. You can imagine how that would be very overwhelming. And so with that being said, I want to go ahead and chat with Fernando. And maybe we can both share like a personal experience that we've had just to shed light on the fact that it happens to so many of us. And I, I do want to try to conclude this with tips and ways to handle it. And I think Fernando's a good person for that because I, I'm gonna be really, really real with all of y'all right now. I have not quite figured out how to handle a toxic work environment. For me, if I am that miserable and that unhappy and it is taking that much of a toll on my mental health, for me, I have to exit that situation. That's how I function. But I also understand that that's not always a realistic solution. Some people cannot afford to do that. You know, some people need to wait until they have a job lined up. Some people, you know, have bills to pay. There are a variety of situations that could keep you in a job that you may not want to be in. And so that's where I'm going to let Fernando sort of uh, help you all out with some tips and tricks later. Because for me, I haven't figured it out how to survive in that kind of environment, I would rather just exit the situation because I have not personally found a way around it because I am hypersensitive. And so, and just very energy sensitive. And so, Fernando, can you share with the people, maybe one time or an incident that occurred to you um, that you're comfortable with sharing in a work environment that you felt was toxic? Or negative.
1: Uh, there's too many to mention, to be honest. But um, I had I've been in work environments with just micromanaging bosses that like to berate, condescend, and just basically abuse their authority and their power um, at will. And they do this because they they know they can. Because in the relationship, much like between an authority figure like a mother, a teacher, or a police officer, they have the upper hand. And uh, and, and the, I mean, the, the, the point of that is that most people who have authority or have leverage over other people will use that leverage. And work environments are no different. Um, and I've had a particularly more toxic work environment in which I had a boss that, um, would just, uh, berate me, disrespect me, um, basically talk over me. One time I said something that he didn't like that contradicted what he said, and he straight up kicked me out of the office and told me that. And he alluded to, not by saying directly, that if I don't come back on Monday morning and apologize to him, that I was going to be out of a job for something I didn't do. I did nothing wrong. He expressed his opinion. I expressed mine. And it was about a 40-minute tirade in which I was yelled at, disrespected, disrespected, put down, emasculated, berated, questioned my intelligence, questioned my, me caring about having employment there, Um, and basically, like I said, told me that come back on Monday, you know, and you better just have a, you you better have a complete change of mind, basically told me he wanted me to come back on Monday and beg for forgiveness in order for me to keep my job, that's pretty much what he told me. And I know I,
0: that sounds like verbal abuse
1: It was very verbal abuse um, And it affects me And because I felt disrespected I felt hurt um, But the thing that hurts the most Out of anything Is the fact that Am I allowed to curse here? Yeah All right. Go the, for it <laughs> the, thing, the thing that pisses me off more than anything else in the world Is the fact that I couldn't Fuck him the motherfucker up <laughs> and that's the thing that pissed me off the most.
0: We keep it real here on this podcast, Fernando. I'm because glad you're being honest.
1: In any other case, um, if a man were to speak to me like that, outside of a work environment, outside of a p- power dynamic in which he has leverage, that would not have fly. That would have that would not have worked. Um, that man may have never made it home again that day. Um, or at least he would have made it home with, you know, um, on a wheelchair. Nevertheless, the point is the inability. Right, for Fernando
0: me... is uh, not a violent person. People, please.
1: Okay, believe that. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, oh my God, I felt powerless. I felt, I felt like less of a man. I felt like I was verbally castrated and my manhood has been taken from me
0: can you provide us Fernando with an example you you did some wonderful things by shedding light on how it made you feel and I think that's important that you're so in touch with your feelings about it because it shows people that it's okay for men to have feelings it's okay for men to feel hurt Mm -hmm. and I love that you said that can you give us an example of something he said that was triggering in particular like a phrase
1: um Whenever I tried to explain my my situation, uh, I don't know, It's very difficult, he would speak over me. Or, ah, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, shut, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever, I don't want to hear it. And then I was like, listen, I'm just trying to explain it to you. He says, too late to kiss my ass now, which I wasn't trying to do that anyway to begin with.
0: You were just trying to assert your point.
1: Yes. And then when I tried to make amends and just be cool because I see the situation, now I'm Backtracking, I think it was a term that he used or, you know, backpedaling back. Don't backpedal. Now it was a constant assault and a, a continuous assault. Um, and he said, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And then he always used to try to make me feel like I was fortunate to work there with him, that I was fortunate that he chose to give me a job when I had, He had more people who were better suited, better educated, better looking than I was to get the picture. And he always made me feel like if I didn't have this job, I would be basically flipping burgers at McDonald's.
0: Fernando, that's awful. I'm sorry that you went through that. And I'm grateful that you're sharing that because I think sometimes people, when they're going through those experiences, they feel very much alone. They're like, wow, is my boss or my coworker or whatever, my colleague, the only one that's like this? Is this only happening to me? And that's why it's so important to raise awareness to toxic work environments, because not every supervisor, boss, colleague is a good person. Sometimes they can do very toxic, very negative things that really affect your psyche. And so I'm grateful that you're sharing this with us. And so... So, Fernando, full disclosure, since I legit said that I have not been able to figure out how to cope in an environment like that. What would you suggest to someone that had no choice but to remain in a toxic work environment, whether it's because of financial constraints, lack of other opportunities, whatever the case may be, they have to be there for however long. What, what would you suggest? How do you survive? How do you not lose your mind?
1: I mean... What do you recommend? Besides, obviously, looking for new employment. I mean, that's not the question you ask, but... I mean, that would be the first thing I would do. But to survive while you're looking for employment or while you're waiting for some sort of a change to happen, I'm going to suggest that you just um, minimize contact with your oppressor i mean that's basically what it is you need to stay away you need to remember that he or she your boss is not your friend no matter even if they act friendly to you they're not your friend they're your superior There, a friendship cannot exist when the power dynamic is skewed in someone else's favor and that's just the reality of it
0: So, minimize contact is what you're saying. Minimize contact. With the people that are toxic.
1: We're toxic. Minimize conversations. Small talk. Small talk. How was your weekend? It was good. That's it. You don't have to go into your daughter's birthday party, your wife's, whatever it may be. Don't give them information because your tormentor will use this information against you. When your tormentor knows that you're leaving early on Friday because you have a anniversary to go to, they're gonna make sure that they give you too much work so you can't leave on time. They're gonna use that or they're gonna tell you that you need to stay extra late on Thursday if you wanna make it there. Don't give them information. Don't tell them about your mother being sick. Don't tell them about these things because they'll use these things against you. Minimize conversations. Just tell them what they need to know they ask you a question, don't embellish. Did you do this? No. And that's it. Why didn't you do it? I forgot, but I'll do it right now. Don't give them excuses or don't give them reasons. Don't don't talk don't talk at length with of the reasons why something did or did not happen cuz they'll pick it apart. They'll micromanage you and they'll show you how every single thing that you did was incompetent. Don't give them ammunition. The more words you use, the more they know about your life, they don't. The more they know about what you want to do, this is and what your triggers you are, and what your triggers are, minimize, minimize conversations, minimize contact. Um, don't fall for it when they try to buddy up to you, because that's just a ruse, and that's how you survive.
0: That's really good feedback, Fernando. And I think just to summarize what you're saying, just keep the contact minimal and just. Like Fernando said, don't give them any more fuel that they can add to the fire. Don't give them anything that they could potentially use against you in a painful or hurtful way. Just be very political. Be very professional. Had a good weekend. Thank you, etc. I think those are really good tips, Fernando, that you provided there. Um, What I would suggest from my end... um, would be to implement as much self-care as possible into your routine um, once you're home or even when, or even while you're at work um, if you can carve out five or ten minutes to just meditate to just listen to some positive affirmations on YouTube um, do a quick guided meditation during your lunch break or you know just implement as much self-care at home as possible whether it's you know taking a bath a bubble bath, you know, um, doing a face mask or, you know, rubbing your favorite lotion all over your body, lighting some candles, whatever it is that you can do to keep yourself as sane as possible in, in an effort to, you know, maintain your mental health. Um, as far as my experiences, I mean, Oh, Lord, I don't even know where to begin. Um, (laughs) Let's start with my internship supervisor. Um, I had an internship supervisor um, that was vicious to me. Um, She was not kind to me whatsoever. Um, I remember once I asked her a question for clarification. Like, I think I asked her, like, oh, am I supposed to do it this way or do this that way and she said in what language do I need to explain it to you for you to understand and um like that level of condescension just seemed insane to me because I'm a student it's an internship her job is to guide me and to mentor me and to help me succeed um as a therapist And so, it was difficult for me, um, it was very clicky, everyone was kind of friends with each other, um, and nobody included me in anything, it was like a small office of like three people, um, including my supervisor, and they would all chit-chat and have friendly conversations, they would never include me in the conversations, um they would never try to to speak to me and when they would speak to me they would talk down to me um they treated me like I had no idea how to do my job and instead of trying to encourage or uplift me or motivate me they just were very very nasty to me um It was such a negative experience, in fact, that (laughs) I was supposed to be there for a year. um, And I lasted four months. Yeah, I think four months. And I requested to be switched to another internship site. And because of that request, the university that I attended, NOVA, They literally do not let you. That's not an option to switch internships without losing a semester. So you literally have to lose a semester if you want to switch internship sites. And so I had to lose a semester. um, So I could have potentially graduated a lot sooner if it hadn't been because I wanted to switch internship sites and fortunately the internship site i switched to was absolutely amazing it was wonderful the supervisor was everything you could ever want in a supervisor she was phenomenal she is phenomenal we're still in touch and the supervisor i have now out of my agency is also phenomenal and It's crazy because having these healthy relationships with supervisors, it almost feels surreal to me because I just wasn't accustomed to that. That was not my reality. So when a supervisor actually tells you you're doing a great job or actually apologizes when they're wrong or acknowledges your hard work and tries to uplift you or even takes up for you, defends you, those are new experiences for me relatively anyway, Um, and so I am grateful for the great supervisors that I've had in recent years, but prior to that, it was tough. Um, I remember having a a supervisor once, um, my grandfather passed away, and um, I went into the office and let him know, hey, uh, my grandfather passed away, I need to go, I need to go and be with my family." And he was like, I'm sorry for your loss, but you know, your grandfather is not direct family. It's not like it's your mother or your father. So you should really stay at work because the higher ups are going to frown upon that. And I was like, um, my grandfather is my grandfather. I don't care what you say about it. I mean, I wasn't that rude uh, because you guys know I'm pretty passive, but I literally was like, my grandfather is my grandfather and I'm devastated and my family's devastated and I want to be with them. So I'm going to go be with them. And if the higher ups have an issue with that, that's just something that I'm going to have to deal with. But my family's my family and they need me right now. And I need to be there. I was livid. I couldn't even believe that those words came out of his mouth. And then when I was with my family he called and was like are you planning on coming back to the office and you need to get this done and you need to get that done and I'm just like oh my god I just couldn't I just couldn't believe the insensitivity and just the fact that it that moment made me realize I was a means to an end the whole oh I care about my employees thing in that situation was false I just was there to do my job. He was not concerned about my loss. He was concerned that I do that I that I did what I was supposed to do, no matter what the cost, even if that was my mental health. And that was a moment that was very difficult for me. Um, trying to think if I have any other examples to share that might be relevant. Fernando, can you help me? Do I have any other examples to share?
1: Um, (laughs) I'm drawing a blank here. I think that you you, uh, covered it pretty good.
0: Okay. So basically, those are just some examples. I mean, I could give you guys more, but off the top of my head, I mean, those are the ones that I, you know, felt were more impacting. Um, What I would suggest to all of you, what I would say, if you do have the option to exit the environment, exit the environment. You don't deserve to be mistreated. If you don't have the option, then do apply the suggestions that Fernando provided and the self-care suggestions that I provided. And also remember just an added tip go to work and be very careful and and this is just piggybacking off of what Fernando said be very careful who you divulge information to um, because unfortunately not everyone cares about you and that's been a harsh reality for me to you know face because I care about everyone so I'm like oh if I care about everybody everyone cares about me it doesn't work that way and so you you just want to be careful with trusting people too much so go in hello good morning be pre you know be present and be pleasant but you don't need to overdo it you don't need to be overly friendly you don't need to be in everyone's good graces go in do your job and get out and that's something one of my former coworkers actually taught me and she never had any problems in the workplace she literally would go in she would say good morning she would have little like oh yeah i had a good weekend thank you so much for asking do her job And she would leave. And she stayed out of all the office gossip, all the office drama, all of it. And I learned that from her. And I think I've been carrying that with me. Because I'm very friendly and I'm very gregarious. I'm very loving. I'm very, like, warm. And I want to, like, be liked. And I want to have good experiences at work and connect with people. And that's great. But there's just a time and place. With that being said, Fernando, thank you so much for participating.
1: You're welcome.
0: (laughs) Your feedback is always appreciated and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope everyone is staying safe this weekend.